0: hey i'm jesse we're in second corinthians chapter 10. we're going to be- begin in verse 3. yesterday paul called out his critics and today he's going to reframe the discussion it's not just a battle of words it's not just two flesh and blood humans attacking each other verbally or with the written word paul reminds us in today's text this is a spiritual matter this is Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse three, for although we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh, since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Now, I wanted to complete the sentence in verse 5. Tomorrow's devotion will delve into what Paul introduced there, but I want to zoom in on that first, I mean, paradigm shifting thought that he introduced in, in verses 3 and the first half of verse 4. In addressing his critics, he reframes the discussion. It's about spiritual warfare. Demonic forces are real. All right, if you're my skeptical friend and you're tuning in, I know that you might think that's kooky, but I've. You and I both know that when you see something like a mass shooting, we even colloquially like news anchors and commentators, editorialists, will ask the question like, what possessed this person to do this? All right. What possessed this man to do that? that's a, that's even a, a phrase that we use and it has its roots in this, this reality like evil is real. Evil is very powerful. We all acknowledge this in times of tragedy in the, in the face of just bald, unspeakable acts of evil that make no sense to us at all. It's like, why would this guy do this? Why would this person do this terrible thing? We all sudden, all of a sudden become very aware of evil's presence, and we all become theistic in our moral arguments because we then just presuppose a moral standard for goodness. When we use the word evil, we necessarily are operating under a standard for good. Now, evil is real. Evil will breach the thin veil between the spiritual and the physical to drive people to do terrible things. Paul has just reminded us that in our context today, for example, if you're getting hateful messages on the internet, or if you even come upon a writing that's not even directed at you, but that it spews hatred. It's not, it's not a physical battle. That physical image bearer of God is not the enemy. The real enemy is the devil. And he tempts us. He drags us away. Our own evil desires are a big part of that. But remember, the human being on the other side of the discussion is not the enemy. The devil is the enemy. This is a battle, but it's not a battle against the flesh. We don't wage war according to the flesh. So remember this, if you're currently in an online argument, man, I used to get in those all the time and only a few of them ever really bore any fruit, uh, but most of them did not. Remember, it, your opponent in the debate is not your enemy, that they're not an enemy. The devil is the true enemy. It's not a battle against flesh and blood. The weapons of our warfare, verse or says are not of the flesh, but they are powerful through God. The words through God are operative here. You don't have any power of your own. All right, scary movies can sometimes portray exorcists as though they have power that other people don't have. No, the power is through God. In a spiritual warfare when you're praying for just deliverance from God for an oppressive evil so that you've fallen victim to something that is driven, you know, by the influence of evil. Like these people in their right minds would never do this, and that's key. Your hatred is not directed toward them; it's toward the work of the devil and the, the destruction, the destructive effects of sin. Instead, you remember that these are these are mere humans. But I have weapons of spiritual warfare at my disposal, and I, the most obvious one to go to is prayer. That is powerful through God. You don't have power on your own. You can't rebuke demons by your own namesake. Ask the seven sons of Sceva in the book of Acts. You can't borrow authority here. You just talk to God. You don't rebuke the devil on your own. You ask the Lord to. God, would you rebuke Satan on my behalf? In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit of God, would you deliver me from this circumstance? These are powerful weapons. When Christians say that they are praying for someone on the internet and they get mocked by atheists who think of thoughts and prayers like it's some sort of mockery and they don't understand what prayer is. I've seen what atheists do in those situations, like sending good vibes your way. Come on. What do you look like when you do that? Are you getting my vibes? Come on. You and I both know that's meaningless, but when a Christian says, I'm praying, What he or she is saying is I'm beseeching the omnipotent creator of the universe on your behalf. He's the author of history and it's his prerogative to edit the story. And I'm asking him to do that for you. That's powerful and it's powerful through God. Okay, It may make for a cool, like, you know, comic book, <laughs> the idea that you're fighting demons by your own power, but it's not real. Like, the demonic forces aren't afraid of you in the least bit. They are terrified of Jesus. They would rather see the Gospels inhabit a flock of suicidal pigs than be anywhere near Jesus. And they know that their time is coming. These are powerful weapons prayer, the Word of God. These are powerful, powerful weapons. And they're, they're not powerful because of you and I, they're powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. What are strongholds? Look in the book of Daniel chapter 10, you can see this messenger angel is locked in battle with a demon that he refers to as the Prince of Persia. When he finally arrives at Daniel, Daniel's been waiting for an answer from God for three days. He's been fasting for three days. And so he's incredibly weak. Other people in Daniel's company do not see this messenger angel, but they detect his presence and are driven to the ground. And the guy is a courier. He's a heavenly mailman. He's like the FedEx angel. But he's strong enough to hold his own against a principality, meaning this territorial demon who presides over the skies above Persia. And he already knows, he's been given this glimpse, I guess, by God, that he's gonna then go do battle against another demon known as the Prince of Persia. He's, Principalities, these uh, these demons that preside over certain jurisdictions, they're they're powerful and they can form strongholds as numerous demons would team up. See Jesus's teachings about the binding of the strong man and strongholds are exactly that. They're strong, but they are demolished at the will of God. Would you ask God to demolish the strongholds? Would you invite the the will of God to be done? This is exactly how Jesus taught us to pray. Do you know that warfare prayer? was baked into the Lord's prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You're asking God to have his will done on earth as it is in heaven. That's an act of conquest. That is beseeching him for military action. In heaven, his will is done absolutely. On earth, his will was done perfectly in Eden, and it will be done perfectly in the end. But in the meantime, We, you and I, mankind, like we compromised it by inviting sin into the picture. God is using even that stuff to redeem all of history. But in the meantime, when we pray, we are asking God to have his will done on earth the way that it's done in heaven, which means come in like a holy dictator and kick the demons out. Demolish the strongholds. If you're gonna demolish strongholds and you're gonna repent from sin, if you are party to the demonic presence by having invited it in, by having willingly compromised and stepped into temptation over and over again, you're like, I don't want the stronghold completely demolished. I still wanna be able to sin on Tuesdays. <laughs> like, that's not demolition, that's a renovation. Would you ask God to demolish the stronghold? Would you confess and repent any sin that's in your own heart, in your own life? And would you experience the victory that is yours by just simply praying and praying the way that Jesus taught you to pray. We pray that for you right now. God, I lift up my brothers and sisters in Christ. We acknowledge that evil is real. Spiritual realm is real. We forget that often. This is by the devil's design, but you've given us weapons Lord, that are strong for the demolition of strongholds. These are powerful weapons and they're not of ourselves. They're from you, God. So my brothers and sisters who are experiencing just a a palpable presence of evil in their lives, would you rebuke evil? Holy Spirit of God, in the name of Jesus, my brothers and sisters, be freed from demonic oppression. Oh God, would you have your will done, my brothers and sisters, earthly situations, and have your will done the way that it's done in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.